Warning, this show is rated M for melanin. I don't want to say it's more difficult raising girls, but it is. Right? <laughs> it, I mean, right. it, it is. Because, why, like, why do you say that? Why is it so, more difficult? You're listening to the Black Light Podcast. Julian, what is going on, sir? Man, I'm good. I'm here. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, well, I'm blessed. You know, we're here for a specific reason. Um, we're having a very special episode of the Black Light Podcast. So, you know, a lot of times when people say that, you know, like special episode, it makes me think of like, you know, back in the day, Blossom. You remember Blossom that yes, came right after? Yes. It was like a very special episode, like Joey got his first blowjob or something like that yeah. they would they would talk about that but i like that this is a very special episode that we're having on the black light podcast we are talking to fathers now that my man julian is a newly crowned father uh, of a king um we thought it would be a good idea to talk about fatherhood so we have with us Actually, collectively, some of our best friends. Um, I'll introduce m- my guest, which uh, is my boy Jamal Skeeter, aka Skeet, like like the ejaculation. Uh, <laughs> pause. <laughs> but but like that. <laughs> that's how that's, that's how we do it. It's possible, baby. Uh, but yeah, Jamal is 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 one of my best friends. He also is. You know what? Why don't you go ahead and, and tell him um, your 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 setup as far as uh, a father? Like your stats. What are you your stats? stats? What are your stats? stats? Well, 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 first off, I, I appreciate you guys having me up here. This is this is great. You know, I listen to you guys on a regular basis. You guys are awesome. Um, Jason, you're still a dick. Thank you. Um, but, <laughs> Always. Um, I have uh, five children. Um, five. I have a 20-year-old son, a 19-year-old daughter, a 13-year-old daughter, a 9-year-old son, and a 7-year-old son. Yeah, so um, Jamal's a vet. So that's why I wanted to, to have him on, on this show. He can have this whole discussion just, forward, <laughs> just like, by himself. By himself. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> he's got the whole gamut no, covered. There's nothing he can say that oh, would be like, you know, well, there's nothing we could say. He'd be like, "Oh man, that's new. He, he know it all. He know it all." Yeah, that it, it, it's some. These kids is different now, man. So I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah. So I am so happy to to introduce and to bring onto the show one of my best friends. Uh, known him for a while, and first of all, this is gonna be it's gonna be so much better than the best man speech that I gave at his wedding. I sure oh my so. god, <laughs> I, I sure hope so because I botched that. I'm not gonna lie. You know, I'm not gonna hold you. <laughs> but my man, first of all, let me tell you. He's going to tell you his stats in a little bit, but I just have to say he has three beautiful children, a wonderful wife who have had the chance to, to know along with him over the past years. Paula. Paula, that's right. Shout out Shout to out. P. Uh, uh, also a military vet. Thank you for your service. Yes, I sir. understand both of y'all are uh, military vets, so thank you both for your service. Uh, the one, the only, the Dominican nightmare, Dominican dream. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> had to give him a nickname, but my man, David. Yeah, A.K.A. Ricky Spanish. Ricky Spanish. Ricky Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> What in the Ricky hell? Smith. I've never heard or, of Or that. as Jamal said earlier, I'll be sure for, for someone who knows who he is. <laughs> this is the largest light-skinned conglomerate of, of all time. Yeah, it's it's we should amazing. Form, like, we should form a, a gang. No, we shouldn't. No, like really. Like this will be like the old, this will be like the new uh, uh, XO or whatever it is. Like, uh, um, what is it? Drake and them? 
No, yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. I thought I was o- cool. OVO. OVO, yeah. I don't listen to light skinned rappers, so it went right over my head. You are a light skinned rapper. Stop it. Yeah. Well, he's dressed like one now. Nobody can see. I got my light skin now. Nobody can see. But but in all honesty, I do I do echo what Jason said in thanking you, Jamal, and thanking you, David, for being here. Thank you guys for the from the bottom of our hearts here at the Black Light Podcast for for joining us. You know, there are black dads in the world who don't show up but you guys showed up so thank yeah. you all <laughs> wow <laughs> showing up's half the battle yeah showing up is half the battle so thank you all for not running out for a pack of smokes uh and not, <laughs> not coming back <laughs> i mean that's uh, what i told my kids when i came over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah as we all know right stats have shown that uh the, the biggest the biggest problems in the uh, black community is the absence of fathers and that if more fathers are and more fathers are present, then that would eradicate all of the the horrible things that happen within the community. So, um, thank you all for up you know upholding the standards of the community and making sure that everything is the way that they are. So that's all I had to say. Y'all take it away. I'm just gonna be here. I'm gonna be a man. You got all preachy. Like I mean, I might want to run out on my kids. Well, you know, we're again, really, you know, as we as well, you know, we're recording on a Sunday, and you know, I missed <laughs> I missed service today. <laughs> Um, so I'm a, I'm a guess you some. never go. Uh, but anyway, heathen, uh, but we, yeah, so just kind of piggybacking off of what Julian said, um, we wanted to have an episode where we just kind of chatted up. I, I kind of feel like Father's Day, not, you know what, I, I, I'm, I'm going to have more stronger language. I, I know that Father's Day is definitely not as praised as Mother's Day. Now, I mean, I've, I've talked about this with my friends for a while, but damn it. Why is that? Like, why is it that Mother's Day, you have lobster, you have flowers, you have a whole day planned out. The kids are, you know, doing something for Mother's Day and doing something in the yard and it's all beautiful. But for Father's Day, I mean, you may get some ass like you may get like <laughs> a steak that you cooked. You know, like, I don't know how many Father's Day that I've been the one that's cooking for the I'm like, it's my day. You should be cooking my steak, damn it. So I I wanted to kind of start off with that conversation. Why is it that Mother's Day is so praised and Father's Day is like, eh, okay, I guess, you know, nigga, whatever. Why is it like that? Um, I'm going to tell you what my mom used to tell me, right? I could have died bringing your ass into this here world. You know? <laughs> I mean, um, but it your, took your, your dad, dad all, to get that sperm. Like it, all it your just... daddy did was lay down. <laughs> <laughs> he just put it in the oven. <laughs> <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, dads, dads start the battle, moms take care of it. Um, but I, I think that a, a big thing with our community is the fact that, like Julian was saying earlier, there's so many absentee fathers that, uh, I mean, because like my grandfather and I'm coming up, you know, Father's Day was a big deal. You know, my my grandmother, my great grandmother, I, I was blessed enough to grow up with all of them. Um, they used to do huge things for them. I mean, like huge cookouts because they were the providers. They took care of everything, you know. Um, so it was a huge deal. But as times have changed, now it's just like uh, so many of us that are not around. So it's like, why make it a big deal? That's my take on it. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that's a good point. And kind of piggyback on that. Um, there's like, for example, like even my my case, there's I always try to like pride myself on being as helpful and being as involved with the kids and and you know help raising them and, and trying to take the load off my wife's, you know, uh, just a daily thing. But you know what? It always feels like no matter how much I do, 
from my perspective, it feels like she just always does more. And I think that kind of has a big part of it. It's like, yo, these moms out there, they, they just, they're, they're super women. Right. So, you know, I, I, I totally understand why it's celebrated so much more. And at the same time, I mean, all right, coming back, coming from where I'm from a Latino family, or I don't even know if this is actually like a Latino thing or anything like that, but uh, like for my dad, he never really made it a big deal. You know what I mean? He's like, that was never a real big thing. Like, oh, it's Father's Day. And I gave him a present. Oh, thanks. You know, it was just <laughs> any other day for him. But um, for moms, they like they really, really appreciate that. They really do take it to heart. So I think it's just it's it's only, you know, fitting that they that the celebration is much larger on their end. Not taking, you know, not discount anything on our on our end, but mm, it's just my thought. Yeah. And really just adding on to what you said, I think it's such an important point is when you talk about uh, women, uh, mothers being super women. And just knowing what uh, Stephanie, my fiance, soon to be wife, uh, hey. went through, it, it is like it, it is crazy. And people have this discussion, and I don't want to, I don't want to veer off into this you know, conversation. But you know the whole like, oh well, you know, a man is stronger than a woman, and this and that. Man, I could not do half of what this <clears throat> woman did, you know, to bring our son into the world. And uh, it, it's, you know, it's it's been a lot, and it's really you know, there's not enough words to express the appreciation that I have. So I know me personally, if it means, you know, putting her up on a, on a pedestal 10 out of 10 times, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it. Like, you know, Father's Day is great. And I, I'm happy that we uh, just celebrated our first Mother's Day and we got our first Father's Day coming up. But man, it, you know, if, if just to know that she's happy and that our family is healthy, man, that, 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 that does it for me. So, yeah. But all right, okay. You you guys gave very great answers. Here, here uh, goes for, the devil's advocate for for, for, for men who are scared of their wives uh, <laughs> or fiancés. No, no, I, I get that, and and I agree, and honey. If you're listening, single, right? um, but come on, I mean, it just it it's it, it like I, I get that. Like women, oh my god, they go through so much, and it's for like we are just kind of chilling for those nine months. We can do whatever the hell we want, really. And they're the ones suffering. Like, I totally get that. However, there's a point where the baby's out and then you are taking over as dad and you're doing dad shit. And all I know personally, all of you are great dads. I know Jamal is like the, the dad that I go to for advice. So he's a really good dad. Um, so what about our shit? Like, what about our praise? Like, of just being there being the the backbone being like however your family is sort of set up if you're the breadwinner if you're not the breadwinner you're like you're still supporting your kids your wife like why is it that we just it's just like oh eh, okay well oh shit it's father's day what is it like when is father's day like is it today is it today when we were preparing for this episode <laughs> julian asked me like four times when is father's day i bet his ass know when mother's day is though Oh, because my, he got to have a gift. He got to have some shit planned. Why is it that we always hard <laughs> day? And, and another thing that kind of bothers me a little bit is every single Father's Day, every you always see at least one or two posts. It's like, well, happy Father's Day. But especially for all the women who play father, who are the dad, who are the like you get all that. And, you know, a lot of people will say like, well, you know, you're, you're doing your thing, especially like for single mothers. I mean, my, I'm, I'm a product of a, of, of a single parent home. Like, she did I, good. I get it. She, she Yeah. Right. <laughs> like you're doing your thing. But I'm just like, well, you have Mother's Day and I'm a big up you then. 
But when it's my day, maybe you can kind of be silent for that day because that day is not for you. It's for the father. Like you're a great mother. You're doing your thing. But some would say you cannot play that father's role because you're not a father. You're not a man. You don't know what it takes to to raise a child as a man would. So what, what do you what do you guys say for that? Because I hear that a lot every single Father's Day and Mother's Day. I think that's uh, that's the bitterness speaking from uh, previous <laughs> relationships. Right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I see it a lot, too. Right. Because unfortunately, like especially our generation, we see a lot of uh, single women with, you know, with children or whatever. Yeah. Um, for, for whatever reason that is. Right. So they they're all like pissed off with their baby daddies for giving them, you know, 15 cents every two weeks for child support and shit like that. So they're trying to kind of compensate for that piece. But I, I mean, I, I agree. There should be some sort of celebration, some sort of appreciation um, for us. But I mean, think about it, man. When when have you known a bitter woman to let a man be happy? I mean, let's be real. Like, it just don't happen. Yo, message. Yo. <laughs> Um, the, the whole, the whole time I, I, I just listening to Jason talk, like my, my only question for you was what, so what standard are you looking for? What, what's missing in your father's day that you want to see? Like, I mean, just kind of question I'm thinking about because in my, like, so Paula is amazing and she's always, even though like, it's not necessarily a generally celebrated thing, it's not as, you know, ceremonious as, you know, as, as, as mother's day will be, but Paula goes above and beyond and she makes me feel special so do i have complaints about how father's day is generally no not really like like i, I kind of take a page out of my dad's book you know that's just how i grew up with him and he didn't really make a big deal out of it and i'm yeah so my wife wants to make a big deal out of it great you know i'll, I'll take yeah. that all day like she appreciates me and i appreciate her for that but yeah yeah no doubt I, like for you though my question to you is uh, what what would you like to see no this i i I, I know I'm, I'm not bearded. I'm just kind of channeling a, a lot of the conversations I've, I've had with 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 people with with um my my friends or whatever. Um, my wife makes it my, makes it great as as well. But I I, I mean in general, so you speaking I, up, you you the voice of the voice. I'm the right voice now. of the voiceless because I hear you. <laughs> okay. okay, you know. But I I mean, but I I I, I mean, just anybody can kind of look and engage from social media which is not real life but <laughs> not real life. um you know you can kind of gauge like oh well you know mother's day is this big huge thing but father's day is a little bit less than and i know a lot of times it, it, it just it's based off the situation like some men are just less showy like they're like oh great mm-hmm. you got me this this that and the third i don't really need anything you know everybody's different just like every woman's different like some women don't like the whole showy expression but i mean i, I don't know I'm, I'm just i've been thinking about that for a while it's just like well why has society made motherhood so like such a which it is an important thing but it's like such a showy thing and then father's day i mean even the cards suck like the, we don't have good cards <laughs> The cars are just like, oh, okay, it's Father's Day, it's a little Father's Day joke, and then that's it. But you know, it's like this elaborate thing <laughs> for for mothers. You know, I, I'm just it. And again, like this, this is just I I haven't really. Um, my wife has always sort of made it special for me, but I know for Mother's Day, I, I know I got to turn up. Like I know I have mm-hmm. to get the kids involved. I have to, <laughs> you know, make sure you know my wife has something nice. 
you know, and make sure she's appreciated and loved. Mm. But and she does the same for me. But I feel like I definitely put out more effort but <laughs> on I'm the a, Mother's Day than she puts on for the Father's I'm Day. Say like, this, come on. If I could, if I could just kind of step in real quick as the rookie on this team, <laughs> I, man, I, I just, I just kind of feel like I, I hear exactly where you're coming from. I just kind of feel like you know, being a parent in general. Once again, me being the rookie, I just kind of feel like you know, as a as a parent, you know, the idea is to be selfless, and yeah, you can get recognized, but also. You know, just knowing that your kids are doing well, knowing that, you know, they're successful, that they're healthy, that they're happy. You know, I mean, that, that I think that's rewarding in, in and of itself. So whether it be uh, June, what is it, 20 or something, whenever Father's Day is? Who I don't knows? Know. Who cares? Um, <laughs> whatever that is, or whether it's January 8th, the day my, my son was born, man, I, you know, I, I just know that if he's made it, if he made it like another year happy, that's the recognition I need. You know what I mean? So that's just my stance on it as a... Uh, a little walk-on rookie. <laughs> Get back on the bench, rookie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll be chilling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going to be quiet, but when you leave, I'm going to be talking again. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I agree, right? Um, knowing that our children are, are safe, happy, successful, um, that's a big part of fatherhood, right? Because um, those are the things that we look we, we look forward to, to making sure happens in their life, their lifetime. Um, the recognition piece, like, my children, they they go above and beyond. Like they they want to do something from every time. And I mean, my oldest son, he be, he even tried to work the grill on Friday, on Father's Day now. What? Uh, right? Oh yeah. wow! Yeah, he he want to get on the grill, and I I'm not gonna stop him because I can sit back and enjoy my cigar and watch him flail a little bit. You know, talk <laughs> shit. You know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, you thought this was easy? <laughs> <laughs> you know, but um, it's they and and you know my my ex wife, you know my my current fiance. Um, everybody, they they make things really great for me. They go they go out of their way for me, right? So I, I have no personal complaints. Um, but like like Jason said, we do see a lot of people who they do have those complaints because you know, I mean, and then you got to look at the situation too, right? Because it could be a dad who, for the first six years of a kid's life, wasn't there. Now he's just showing up, right? Um, does he deserve that praise at that point in time? You know, so I mean, I, I think the the praise piece comes a uh, is the situation. Right. Um, for for people like, you know, on this, this this podcast now, I mean, we're all there. Right. So we get that praise daily. Right. Seeing the children wake up, smile. You walk into the house like one of the best feelings ever is coming home from work. Mm. And the kid runs up to you to greet you. <laughs> oh, you know, yes. you know, hugs to play in the yeah, game yeah. and stuff like that. That's that's that big. That's that's the praise right there. You yeah. Know? Yeah. That yeah. shows you doing what you're supposed to do as a father. So, I mean, a car is great, but, you know, I would rather have the smiles, you know. There you go. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, let's um let's we we're kind of talking about a, a somewhat controversial uh topic. Let's kind of keep with that 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 same energy. I'm gonna go ahead and uh you know state this this situation. And uh so there is a rapper uh named Bootsy Badass. Um, a lot of you are rolling your eyes right now because you know what I'm about to talk about, but he is a rapper that was in jail for a pretty long time. And then got out and then he started wilding out. He just started, you know, he couldn't shut this guy up. He just kept talking. And one of the subjects that he talked about was Dwayne Wade's son, who, who um, retired from um, Miami. Right. So in so Dwayne Wade's son is is, I think, 12 or 13 around around that that age. And uh, they decided as a family that 
their child would transition and and be a woman and be a girl and you know they so they went through that whole process so bootsy badass uh chimed in and um i think he got canceled i don't know i think he's in the process of getting canceled but you know i just kind of wanted to throw that out that that out to you and just not necessarily give your your take on it but um i know all of you except for julian have uh raising girls and I, I guess the first question is, do you raise your girls a little bit differently than you raise your boys? Um, there are certain differences in how you interact uh, with your boys versus your girls. You, you want to teach them the same things, but the way you teach it has to be different, right? You know, you, it has to, it's, it's child dependent. My oldest daughter, like when I was trying to teach her uh, self-defense, uh, she hated the fact that she might have to hurt somebody if they tried to come to, come at her, right? Yeah. So I had to to give it to her in a different way, right? So let her sit in, uh, you know, because I, I used to box. So let her, while I'm teaching my son how to box, kind of just let her watch so she could see, like, how to get out of the way, you know, and, and things like that. So it's, it's, it's little small things that you do that are different, but the love has to be the same, right? Um, you love each child equally but differently because each child has a different personality, right? Um so it's, it's, I don't want to say it's more difficult raising girls, but it is, right? <laughs> it, I, I mean, uh, it, it, it is. Why, like, why do you say that? Why is it so more difficult? You, as, as a man, right, understand mm-hmm. something, the, the love that you give, the love that you show her is, she's going to look for that type of love later on. So whether it's negligent love or actual caring and listening and, and compassion, right? And that's a lot of thing that us as, as black men, we kind of lack that at times, that compassion piece and, and being able to empathize. So you you have like when you're dealing with the with a, a young a young girl who's gonna be a young woman, you have to be careful with how you love them and what you do because you don't want them to so, be so dependent upon you that they become dependent upon the men in their lives, right? You want them to be able to stand up on their own. You know, but at the same time, understand that, like, at some point in time, she, there's going to be some compromise. So it's, it's it's a difficult line to walk because you want to protect them from everything. You, you don't want anything to ever hurt your daughters. But at the same time, you have to allow them to experience some type of hurt in a controlled environment where you can kind of comfort them and walk them through the process. So it's it's a lot different trying to raise daughters where your son, you tip, you watch him jump off a roof of a house and you're like, bet you won't do that no more. Right. So like <laughs> it's, it's, it's things like that. Right. So it, it is is more difficult. And um, honestly, my hat's off to, to D Wade for being able to 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 number one, accept it, because I, I know that had to be difficult in the first place. Right. Being able to accept it and then being able to move forward and move past it. I have other thoughts on it. I'll kind of hold back for now. Um, but yes, raising girls is, is way different. Man. It's way different. Well, that's, that's you know, he, he couldn't have put it better. You know, thinking on top of what he was adding to, I think it's really more about the perspective of, of you know, everybody's got, it, it's essential. It's, it's a sensitive situation, right? Like, yeah. you know, everybody takes it differently. Everybody was raised a different way. Everybody has this different mentality of what to expect, what's supposed to be, you know, meant for boys, what's supposed to be meant for girls, things like that. And um, like, in my experience, like working, you know, raising these kids with my wife, um, you know, we've had this discussion many times about how am I going to interact with my two girls? You know, I got 
I got three kids all under four. You know, we were we were busy the last few years, but uh <laughs> COVID. <baby. laughs> but um, but yeah, it's tough. So I have two girls and one boy. The one the boy's in the middle, so he's gonna have you know, he's gonna have these women younger and older, basically, you know, he's gonna care for one and the other one's gonna care for him, and they're all gonna look out for each other. Well, at least that's the idea, right? But um, yeah, she she asked me all the time, like, all right, so how how am I going to treat my oldest Carissa to, you know, to how I interact with Gio? Like, oh, so why am I, why am I giving, you know, Gio tough love versus, you know, Carissa, right. not so much. And this, and you know, it's, a, it's just like, a, it's like how Jamal mentioned is like, you know, oh, your boy can jump off, you know, let him figure out that he, you know, jumping off a roof ain't, ain't good, but I'm going to tell my daughter like, yo, you're going to hurt yourself. Don't do that because, you know, so and so forth. But you know, the boy, let, let him go figure that out. But what I found myself doing, um, you know, now the, these these last couple of years is that I've been holding them to the same expectation. Now, how how I go go about that? Really? So I expect them. I expect the same out of both of them. Um, I try to be as gen- like even even in today's society, I, I try to be as gender neutral as possible, um, like when it comes out. So they all share their toys, for example, you know, they all share their toys. I see, you know, my, my daughter, my oldest daughter, Carissa, has always, always been, um, she's always been like really attached to animals and, um, kind of growing up to be a, a daddy's girl. I can kind of see that. So she's really into the stuff that I'm into. You know, I'm always watching sports. I'm always like, you know, I'm in the cars and things like that. Mm-hmm. So she enjoys all that stuff. Like she sits down and she, you know, you know, she's talking to me. She's like, Oh, you're watching baseball. You're watching football. That's cool. I want to sit down for a little bit. And that's great. So she has all these animals. She has toy cars. She has, you know, everything that she expects that I like. That's what she has. And, you know, uh, conversely, Gio on the other side, you know, he's he's still he's only, you know, he's turning three. So there, there's only but so much that I know about his personality. But um, I don't you know, if he picks up one of my one of my, you know, one of my daughter's toys, if it's, you know, a Barbie, like she has like a mermaid that she she bathes with and he plays. He does that. And I I try to, you know. Growing up, when I was growing up, everything was like, oh, everybody's, you know, m- men got to be macho and women got their own toys. And, that, you know, you just keep it separated. But um, for me, I-, I try to refrain like, oh, here's my first inclination. Like, oh, man, I should just get him to stop playing with that. But now I-, I just let it be. I let it be. I let them know that all toys are, are, are is everybody belongs to the house. They share it. And, if you know, if that's what they want to play with, that's what they want to play with. I'm not going to tell, you know, Kara to, to stop playing with you know, that dumb truck, like for what, you know, it's, right. it's no. So I want them to understand that, you know, there's different, like, all right. So Kara, Kara is what I call uh, my, my oldest Carissa. For those of you who don't know, um, she'll come back from like daycare and, you know, she's already getting that. Oh, you know, boys like only like blue right. and girls only like pink or whatever other colors that are, you know, associated with girls. But I'm like, no, Kara, that's not that's not the way it works. If you want to wear blue, wear blue. You know what I mean? Like if, if Gio wants to wear red, pink or whatever, you know, it's fine. You know, I'll wear pink. I don't care. And, I, and I'll set that example. So it's I mean, I'm I'm not trying to like really touch on that situation on like gender, you know, change and things like that. But when it comes down to that, um, like if it just so happens that I happen to meet that happens to meet me down the road at some point. Um, yeah, it would be the same situation as D Wade is like, you know, there's going to be a long, a long road of like acceptance, because at the end of the day, it comes to what makes your kids most comfortable, what makes you know, if they, if that's the way they feel that they want to be, then that's the way it is. I mean, I can I can 
I can say, oh, we'll never talk again and just never talk. To, uh, that's not something I'm interested right. in. So, it, you know, I, I'm kind of going on a rant right now, but you guys get what I'm saying. No, is that for me, yeah. it's gender neutrality and, and they can figure it out on the way. You know what I mean? That all, yeah. I, all I can do is is to, you know, pave the way for them and they can make the decisions yeah. as they go. You know, I, I think you articulated that that very well. And it's something that, you know, I have not necessarily struggled with, but something um I'm actively trying to not do, you know, not, you know, kind of commit the, the sins of our forefathers, right? And like, okay, this is masculine thing to do. And if you don't do this, I'm going to admonish you. Right. Or this is a feminine thing because it's a lot of things that females have to, uh, women, because sometimes they don't like that. Don't cancel me, please. Um, that, that, you know, they, that is not, you know, necessarily acceptable. And it's, it's a struggle. It's just like, well, you know, I, am I going to raise my kids for how the world is or how I think it should be? Because yes, I can raise them for like how it should, you know, to be fair. And like, you know, you kind of chose, choose your own thing, but that's not the world that we live in right now. I think what's been helpful for me is just being as real as possible with my kids. Now my kids are my daughters are really young. They're six and three. So, I mean, you know, it's only so much realness I can, I can be with them age appropriate, right. but with my son, I just, you know, I'm just really honest with him. Now, uh, for those of you who maybe have not listened, cause I have mentioned this a few times on the show. Um, I, it's technically my stepson and he, for all intents and purposes, looks like he's white. <laughs> so um, we have very different conversations, but we have very open conversations about race, about gender. Like, for, the, the, for example, for today, he asked me like, dad, can I dye my hair pink? So my first inclination was like, fuck no, you can't dye your <laughs> hair pink. Pick, pick red or black or something, you know, but I had to check myself and well, first of all, I need to make sure that's something that he really wants to do. So I'm not going to say, I'm not going to give him the first yes. You know, I was like, okay, if he asked me this a couple of times, he really wants to do it. Never be the first yes. Never be the first yes. <laughs> yeah, negotiate. <laughs> negotiate, you know, like, eh, what about red? That's close to pink, you know, but, um, but you know, it, it's, it's a constant struggle because I'm just like, I was raised a certain way, but also I don't agree with some of the things that like the, the belief system that I was, I was raised as, but it's ingrained in me. So I'm like fighting. <laughs> so sometimes I'm sort of fighting against myself. I'm like, well, you know, I, I know my mind says, yes, like this is okay. Like this doesn't mean that my kid is going in this direction. They're just young. They're trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also a parent. So I'm supposed to be steering them towards a certain goal. So, you know, it's something that I think a lot of parents now in, in today's time kind of str- sort of struggle with. It's like, you know, society is changing. Am I, but am I okay with this particular change? Uh, will it matter? Am I harming my kid by not allowing them? You know, and, and I think, you know, just, just kind of to, to cut the point off, but um, I think, you know, it's important to just have honest dialogue like, like we're having about this and not to like judge. I think that's what the, the issue with, with Bootsy Badass. Now, again, he's a rapper, you know what I'm saying? Like he's living that, that lifestyle. We not, we don't think he's going to be like Cornell West, you know, explain the nuances of gender and, you know, uh, but it, it is a, a good way to sort of bring it into, to, um, people's, people's mindset and, and to start to think about like, well, okay, well, what is, what, what harm could we possibly be doing by not being accepting of, of kids? But 
Yeah. It's it's a struggle. It's yeah. a struggle. I, I don't. I want to jump in real quick, man. And you know, once again, having uh, one child, <laughs> only one child. <laughs> How many months? <laughs> he'll be five. By the time this airs, he'll be five months. But I, but I, I do want to say that uh, Stephanie, my fiance, and I have had several conversations even before we conceived. You know, conversations about like in terms of raising children. And one of the things we really kind of sat with was the fact that it's cliche to tell kids, all right, yeah, you know, anything's possible. Um, the world is your oyster, mm-hmm. whatever, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Uh, but then at the same time, when raising our kids, we raise them in a way that presents limitations to them. And so that's one of the things we want to be very intentional about is when we raise our son, like it's more of a guidance um, and yeah, and sometimes the guidance can be in the form of restriction, but at the same time, we don't want to tell them like, oh, you know, this is not possible. You can't do this. You know what I mean? But as opposed to, okay, like, is this a decision you want to make? Why is this the decision you want to make? Obviously he's five months, so he's not going to be so receptive of it. But when he gets to the age to questioning things and asking why the world is the way that it is, let's be honest, we're, you know, we're human too. We're not going to have all the answers, but I just, I think you guys may agree, but like, if you can see something, then you, then it's possible, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and, and that could be a good thing or a bad thing. So um, I, you know, I just want to jump in and, and make sure to add that, you know, I, I think we need to be aware of the limitations we put on our kids when we're parenting. I'm glad you said that because it reminds me of something that um, uh, Will Smith and, and Jada Pickett says in, in their, in their weird ass kids. Um, <laughs> just kidding. No, they're great. Um, said about parenting and you know they were you know this is kind of an internal you know community black brown folk conversation but you know a lot of people will say that a lot of black parents because of you know systemic issues that we we are more practical and, and a lot of other cultures as well um get more practical it's like okay well you're going to college okay well you need to get something that makes money that that does this that has this type of stature to it um, not nothing, you know, something that, you know, we, you, there's not a clear pathway. Um, and I know a, a lot of, 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 of cultures do that, just not just African-Americans. Um, but, you know, on the flip side, it does sort of limit, uh, kind of talking about limitations that we place on our kids. It does kind of limit their creativity. Like, well, okay, well, maybe they would make a horrible dentist, <laughs> but you, you know, you've been training them for this and they, they can't stand teeth, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, you know, and I, it, again, like, I, I think that's, that's something that we need to examine in our, our culture is just like, well, you know, the limitations that we place in our, our kids and their creative kind of juices. Yes. Yes. We, we <laughs> do need to be weary of that. But to, to kind of backtrack a little bit, Jason, you talked about the harming, the harming piece, right? Okay. Um, yeah. I think as, as parents, Yes, we have to listen to our children and, and be aware of what they want. But this, so my my oldest daughter, she has a, a friend, right? Um, born a female, uh, she decided to tell her mother that she wanted to be a boy, right? Okay. Um, okay, cool, right? This is, the mother still refers to um, the child as her daughter, right? Even though the child wants to be referred to as a boy right mm-hmm. um now we've all we were young and we made horrible decisions as children right we made some decisions that we wished oh maybe i should, you know maybe i wouldn't have done that right right um 
I think because yeah, you're you're a kid. You're you're a kid, right? So right. It, the kid tells you, "Hey, I want to do this, right? This is this is how I feel I am. This is what I feel I am." Okay, cool. Um, it's it's I I personally don't think it's okay to start a child on hormone therapy at that point because that's just wrong, right? Because what if ten years down the road the child changes his mind or the, the individual changes his mind, right? Well, this woman allowed her her daughter to wear uh, bondage straps on her chest, so now she's deformed. What right? part of the so game she, is that? So she never developed, right? So she she never developed, you know, because she, she started wearing these straps before puberty. Mm-hmm. Right? So, and that, that's that's a harm that can be done because if that if if the child decides, you know, I mean, she she's nineteen now. Well, he's nineteen now, right? I'm sorry, uh, you know, uh, he's he's nineteen now. So, but what if at 22, 25, he decided, you know what? This is not necessarily the life I want to live anymore. But now you're, the body is deformed, right? The body never actually developed. So I think that at the same time, we as as we want to to talk to them and, and be receptive and and listen to our children, we need to also be able to explain the pros and cons of the decisions, right? Um, and from and and they need to come from a place of love, right? And right. Like like my you, Jason, you know my my upbringing. My my dad probably would have killed me like no bullshit he, he probably would have killed me if i if i said something like that um but we, we need to actually like guide them right like you said that, that guidance piece right say hey look okay i understand this is how you want to live okay cool but we're not i'm not going to allow you to do anything that's going to hurt your body or, or stunt your development and then when the child is in the, you know once they grow up they're an adult they want to go through hormone therapy or surgeries or whatever the case may be okay fine but to do it at seven, you know what I'm saying? At at ten, I I, I think that piece yeah. needs to be uh, addressed. I, and I, I don't think you know people are really like looking at the the, the totality of, of the decisions that they're allowing the children to make at such a young age. Yeah, right? and, and I'm sort of a um, against anything that alters somebody that cannot be you know placed Undone. back again. You know, you know, I almost don't want to use this example because it absolutely is not the same. But like, for, like you would not allow a child to get a tattoo. I don't actually. I don't think anybody should be able to get a tattoo under the age of thirty because you're going to regret that shit. Like you're going to put something stupid in your body, and it's going to be you're going to have it for the rest of your life. Yeah, I mean, but that can that can kind of be reversed though. You know, painfully, yes. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a process. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, a process, but made, I, though, right? Yeah, but you know, I, I want to, you know it's kind of the sort of the same concept. It's just like, yes, you, you, you know, this is, it's a process. Like I don't want someone, a child that I'm raising to be able to make that sort of decision at 12 that will affect them for the rest of their lives. So I, I, again, I I totally understand, you know, someone who has always felt um, that they were somebody different and just, just like, this is just me. Like, I, I totally get that. I haven't been in that situation, but I can just imagine. Um, most, a lot more people need to be able to put themselves in, yeah. in someone else's situation. But <laughs> I, I don't think that personally, I don't think that you, you know, I, I would not allow my kid to do that. Now, once they turn 18, you can do whatever the hell you yeah. want, or even close to 18, yeah. you can do what you want. If it's a well thought out thing. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, Dion. No, I was just going to, I was about to say, you know, fast forward, if, if it was your kid, you know, 15, 20 years down the road, and that's what they want to do because, you know, they just felt uncomfortable with their body. Would you, would you still be okay with it? 
Oh, the, yeah, well, you know, and I had to, and I can honestly say yes. Yeah. You know, when before I became a parent, before I came to DC, frankly, and had gay friends who, who and, and had members who who transitioned to a different sex, no, it, like it definitely would have bothered me, uh, Jason, of of ten years ago. But it's just like. You know, I'm not going to stop someone, my, especially my kids, somebody who I love more than almost anybody in the planet, mm-hmm. to stop them from being something that they want to be. So I am totally okay with my kids turning out however they're going to turn out. Um, you know, and we can just have a conversation of, of I want to prepare them for the world because we, we know how the world is right now. Right. But, you know, hopefully they can be, can change that, you know. So, yeah, uh, you know, I, what you were alluding to, Jason, in terms of uh, any process of, of changing the way that you are, whether it be sex reassignment, whether it being, you know, hormones or anything, uh, you, you mentioned that it's a process. And I think, uh, you know, what I would offer, offer to that is mm-hmm. the fact that so is learning. Learning is a process, too. And I think we owe mm-hmm. it to our children. We also owe it to the community that we that we operate around. I mean, we may not be part of the LGBTQ community. Um, but I think we owe it to ourselves, you know, to, to, you know, take the time to actually learn a little bit more about, I don't know, just like, a, a, a what it's like to be in their shoes, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, and I think we'll probably end up having a, 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 a deeper dive uh, on an episode on that a little bit later, but I, I think we really do owe it to ourselves to, to take the time to kind of learn. And whether it is uh, like in uh, D Wade's, a child having that decision. I think, you know, we probably all know what we would do if we had that situation pop up with us. But I think it really is just taking the time to understand what it is they're coming from and professional help, not for like a corrective purpose or anything like that, but just so they are, you know, fully aware and so they can be in a mind and a mental space to actually discuss it with a professional, the weight that a decision like this would, yeah. would make, but, um, but yeah. And, and that's one of the commitments that, that I definitely know that I will be making uh, just in general. I mean, you know, you know, when they say like, when, when somebody tells you how they feel or something like that, I mean, a lot of times we don't believe them, but then, you know, sometimes bad things happen when we don't, we don't do that. We have to, and this is my opinion once again, but um, I think we have to honor the fact that our children are above anything they're human first you know what i mean like they do have feelings and some they might be underdeveloped feelings it might be feelings that maybe they have to you know kind of um you know maybe not their strongest feelings or maybe they have, feel strongly about something but but yeah i mean i think we we owe it to them to really um you know talk to them and, and help them flesh out what it is that they're they're feeling um, so we, we've been kind of talking about really, really uh, kind of heavy pop culture like like stuff. Right. So kind of on that same thing, you know, we're living through sort of unprecedented times. We've said that many times on the podcast, mm-hmm. but, you know, I talk to my son a lot about this, like in his little you know, a little lifespan of 11 years. He's gone through a lot of stuff. Like, you know, um, he was a little bit post 9-11, but so much stuff has happened in the last, you know, three or four years, that's going to definitely be in the the history books, right? So, I mean, I know, David, your your youngest is how old? 
One. One. <laughs> just turned one. One. I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, so uh, you're, I meant your oldest. Sorry about that. Yeah. So my, my oldest is turning five. Turning in, uh, five. In July. Yeah. So they're, you know, that's pretty young. So I, I don't know how often you get to talk to them about, about uh, insurrection. You know, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, no, I'm just necessarily, <laughs> but in, you know, I guess this is more for future state uh, yeah. for, for the two of you and, and Karen for, for um, Jamal and I, um, what do you, how do you talk about, how do you talk about what's going on in the world with kids? Like so many things, like as far mm. as black lives matter mm. and, um, in my opinion, uh, the former president being white supremacist. How do you talk about they, but just things of that nature, just everything that's happening, police brutality, especially being, um, uh, I'm gonna make up an acronym, a fuck, a father of color. That's y'all, can y'all we'll write that can, down? We could, a fuck. We, you're a fuck. Being a fuck. There you go. I just made something up. <laughs> fuck me. Fuck you. Fuck you. Um, being a fuck. Uh, a guy. That, that may or may not fly. I don't know. It should. It might, it's it might, awesome. It might, it might not take off. Man. I'm going to try. But Yeah. yeah. We're going to make it a thing. We're going to hashtag the fuck out of this. So yeah, um, Being a fucking dad. A fucking dad. <laughs> a fucking dad. <laughs> See, it works so well. Yeah. yeah. But uh, what what do you? How do you talk to your kids about what's what's going on? I get, can I jump in first? Of course, you, you the one with like the experience. You one with like five kids. Yeah. You got it all covered, bro. Right? So my my older children, of course, it's, it's really easy, right? You know, you just sit down with them and discuss it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, fat man, uh, my baby boy, not seeing right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but with fat man. Let's take uh, when all the stuff about police brutality and all the, the protests and everything was going on. Um, you know, he actually saw a protest. We was on our way. Uh, some I don't know where we were going, but uh, he asked me, "Daddy, you know what's what's going on?" And I, and I tried to explain it in you know layman's terms, but uh, he didn't necessarily get it. Right. So um, there's a Greek show on Amazon Prime. Uh, I am not your Negro. Right. Hmm. Ball story, right. So uh, we sat down and we watched it. He's he's a uh, my, my youngest son is auditory learner. So as long as he can hear it, he grasped it. Um, so at the end of uh, that program, uh, he, he broke into tears and he said, Daddy, I don't I don't I don't want those things to keep happening. Right. Um, so at, once he had a, a basic understanding from, you know, watching something and uh, Sesame Street actually did a, a program on it as well. Um, it, was a, it was a few little like child friendly um, programs that you could put on uh, to kind of help, you know, uh, start the conversation, start the piece. Um, but once he heard and saw what was going on, right, uh, at that point, he said, you know what, I, I, I want to change things, Daddy, I, I want to be different, right? And I told him, I said, it's not about you being different. It's about people, number one, accepting you for who you are. Mm. I said, so you have to be yourself. That's mm. first and foremost, be true to who you are. And after that, you know, you surround yourself with people, you know, like Jason, you've been a part of my life since I can remember, right? You since uh, seventh grade, I think. Seventh grade. It's a long time. Right? It's a long ass time. Um, you, you, you sit with your friends, you learn, and, uh, you know, you, you have these discussions, you talk, and you be what you want to see, right? Uh, be the change you want to see, right? So, and, and that's what I, I showed him. I was like, well, like when he doesn't want to share with somebody, I was like, well, would you like that if that happened to you? So, well, no, right? 
So, and, and I, I try to break it down to the, the smallest terms based off the things that they understand the most, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they play a lot of video games and all this other stuff like that. So just try to just, just start the conversation there and then let it, let it go. You know, um, they, they understand a lot more than we give them credit for. Mm-hmm. Um, their, their brains are, are amazing, right? Mm-hmm. So you just, you, you find that, that ground, you first find out how your child learns, right? And once you find out how they learn, you go from there and then that's how you teach it. That's how you, 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 you beat the point home that you need them to understand, you know? I mean, obviously I, I don't have, I don't have to face that just yet, but you know, that, that thought is always in my mind as we see these things like the insurrection and just the protests and everything. It's just like, you know, me and me and Paula just be sitting down like, yo, first of all, what's going on out there, right? Like what is going on out there? But at the same time, it's like, okay, so now we got our kids to worry about. Like, this is what they're living with now. And, you know, and, and obviously, you know, I have, I have nephews and, and, and things like that are much older and I know that they're going through and they have questions or, you know, but even like in my own kids, the only thing that I'm dealing with now is like my four going on five-year-old is, is, you know, it's trying to get her acquainted with the idea of strangers. Like that's like my biggest issue right now with her. And, you know, she's an hour. I mean, for those, you know, for those of you who met her, you know, she's very outgoing and, mm-hmm. and she, you know, she loves talking. She loves, you know, we go out and we're like, okay, so when we go out, you know, you don't talk to anybody unless mom or dad talks to him. You know what I mean? Like, so if they, if they say hi to you, your mouth is shut. You don't even look at them if you don't want to, but just keep your mouth shut. <laughs> but uh, yeah, because you just never know. I mean, we, you know, we buy books, we buy things. I try to read to her at night. Um, you know, there, there's, you know, there's a book, you know, every, uh, I think it was like the Bernstein Bears or something like that. It talks about strangers, which is a really good book. And uh, basically just, um, and it, it completely relates to her because, you know, she's the older big sister and then she's got this younger brother who's also young and doesn't really understand the concepts. So when they're out there playing, like these are the things that I, we're trying to program into them. Obviously, she's not going to understand why people are charging well, you know, what she sees on TV, like she don't even know where that is or, or how that relates to yeah. her life. But I think in, it has to constantly be on my mind to be able to fully explain to them and fully get them acquainted with the issues as it comes along. There's going to come a time where they're going to grow into it because if you don't catch it early, um, they're just going to pick that up somewhere else. Right. Mm -hmm. They're going to form their own opinions through their own friends. If they're in school, whatever the case may be. And um, it's just, you know, it's never too early to begin. Like you right now, I'm just tackling one thing at a time. So it's just like, all right, these are strangers, strangers, people you don't know. Mm-hmm. Not all strangers are bad. And probably and the fact is, a, you know, most strangers are actually probably pretty nice. That, But that's the point. They're strangers because you don't know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's that's where it starts. And then, um, you know, trying to explain them how the world works and why certain people do certain things, yeah. why they're good people, why they're bad people. And they're so innocent. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Well, it's, why would it's someone want to hurt me? Like, I don't, yeah, it's re- know, like, I don't get it. It's really tough. It's really tough. I mean, yeah. yeah. Cause you know, and, and I'm sure just like any other four year old out there, they're, you know, really sensitive about certain mm-hmm. things, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and she, she'll ask, you know, why, um, why can't I talk to certain people? Why, you know, why doesn't Gio, for example, who's only, you know, turning three, he's like, why doesn't he want to tell? Why is he shy? And I was like, you know, some people are shy and some people are not. And, you know, sometimes, and I, you know, and I'll find myself making the mistake, like, you know, Gio's shy, but that's a good thing. You know, it's a good thing right. that he's shy. And then she, you know, she takes that as like, oh, I'm punishing her because right. she's not the shy one. Yeah, yeah. And then she starts crying. I'm like, oh man, then I messed this up. I should have <laughs> yeah. thought that, you know, I should have thought about that before. Like, I'm like, I fuck this all the way. <laughs> I'm trying to, I was like, man, I can't win. I'm trying to teach 
see, you know, four, two year old, like, you know, how, how to go about the world. But not totally. Everybody's different. And then there's a saying is like, yo, everybody's di- everybody's the same, but everybody's different at the same time. Yeah. Like we're all the same, but we have our differences. And that's that's what it comes down to. She needs to understand that while we are the same on the outside, everybody looks the same everybody is different in their own way. They have their own personality. They have their own things that they like, they dislike. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, I, I feel like personally, if I, if I just continue starting down this road, um, I think that's a good starting point on my end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I, you know, and I, I, again, my, my son is 11, so he's um, in, in about to turn 12. So he's at that point where he understands uh, fully uh, a lot. Like he, you know, he's like, he's, you know, he told me one time, like, yeah, I schooled my history teacher. I'm like, uh-uh, like, we not, don't, don't, you're not schooling anybody. Like, please don't get suspended. But, uh, but, you know, it's, it's, it's been interesting because, you know, I've had to come up with better ways to, to say things because he, he does look like he's white, you know, and I don't want to, offend. like now, now if you ask him, he's just light skinned. Okay. Like he'll, he's like, I'm, I'm not white. Like I'm just, I'm just light skinned. I'm like, but people gonna think you white <laughs> especially, especially with pink hair they're gonna know right away that your ass is white but uh but you know he's uh he man he's just like a little woke uh 11 year old man like he's he's he totally gets a lot of things like some some stuff he doesn't but you know we've always had a really honest dialogue because i'm like you know i tried to sugarcoat it with him and it just doesn't work with him. Yeah. Like he's so inquisitive and so smart that I just, you know, it's still age appropriate to, you know, I'm not going to talk to him. Like I talked to, to, to one of you guys, mm-hmm. obviously, but, um, cause I use so many curse words, but, um, with, with nah, him, you're going to speak your truth. True. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker. I, t- you know, no, no, I don't talk to him like that, but you know, it's just, it, it's just having a, a, again, a, like an honest conversation with him and, you know, obviously he's 11. So a lot of experiences he hasn't lived through. So he just totally doesn't get, he, you know, he's on this like, like colorblind thing, right. That people say like, Oh, I don't see color. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't get that concept. I'm like, no, you want people to see color. Like you want, like, you know, the way that some people view that, especially people of color, Fox, they want you to see, like, when you say that it's almost like you're sort of erasing them. And, you know, just just different how society is sort of set up now. He's like, like, well, that doesn't make sense. Like, we're this, and you know, mm-hmm. so just explaining it to him and, you know, knowing when to like, you know what, he's too young <laughs> to, mm-hmm. to kind of go in this direction. Now, on, on the flip side, my daughter, um, who is six, is, you know, like the sweetest little demure like she's so such like a little precious angel uh is is so you know i have to be kind of careful with what what i say to her but you know during COVID time i was able to listen to one of her you know february classes that she had and you know february's black history month and the teacher did a really surprisingly because i was you know i was listening i'm like like, what what the hell she gonna say but did a really good job is sort of at their level just explaining uh, the differences about a way that they could understand it, like what happened in this country, why people would treat it differently, why that made certain people feel 
bad or you know they use words like that and it i mean she she stood like this he just started crying wow. you know uh you know just just i don't know um <laughs> she knows she knows <laughs> she knows and she just did such a great job like i gave her i sent her emails like you did you like you killed that like this little white little lady like killed this presentation which kind of leads me to uh sort of the the next thing i, I wanted to talk about is you know a lot of us I know definitely Jamal and I don't know about you two, but you know, we, me and Jamal and I are from Portsmouth. Uh, <laughs> I didn't, I, I, I knew that, I knew that Jamal was, I didn't but know you didn't you know what I was. I, didn't know I never talk were. about it, uh, but you know, it's, um, what's a, it was a politically correct way of saying it's a broke ass city. Economically depressed. Um, I, I don't know. It, it's, it's one of those communities, right? And it's predominantly black community and unlike Bethesda, which 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 is pretty um, which is very diverse. So I know we so so <laughs> Julian's given the eh. so I have as as you have joked many times before, uh, Julian, I have moved into how would you describe my area? A pretty um there ain't nobody that looked like you there. <laughs> a pretty white community. Uh, it's pretty uh, for merit for for the DMV area. You know, that's not DMV. Is the, we just had this conversation. Come on, if, yeah, if yeah, Rockville it, is DMV, you don't live. DMV. You don't stay in Rockville. No, sir. You are incorrect. Okay, it is, well, it is not DMV, Jason. Anyway, my D- area. No, it's not. <laughs> DC. You, you are Frederick. Maryland. All of Maryland. But anyway, but that that's besides. He said point. all of Maryland. <laughs> They don't say parts of Maryland. They say but, you know how many people. But, just, you you but, know how many people just stop listening to this podcast because you just said that. <laughs> Whatever. But anyway, but I, I stay right now. Currently, I stay in a predominantly um, white neighborhood, and you know it, it's something that my wife and I have been talking about. But I, I just kind of want to throw this out to the all of you. Like, wh- how important is it for you to be in a community <clears throat> that is? is diverse. I will jump in. I will say, I think it's extremely important as you alluded to. Uh, so I did grow up in Bethesda and I went to a high school that was predominantly white. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, the thing was after I, soon after I graduated, my family and I moved to Silver Spring, not too far away from where I'm currently living right now. And one of the biggest things that I noticed was that it was just so diverse. And I have, you know, see people that look like me, uh, you, having exposure to different cultures I oh more different cultures because you know but that's you have a little bit but you know uh but i was i was the only black person <laughs> you what? know for, for miles yeah. <laughs> you know but it's but it's really important and i think it's it, also it's because you know when you when you especially when you raise your kids uh i would imagine shit i don't know yet but uh <laughs> we haven't raised them yet yeah, yeah. <laughs> but when you when you when you when you raise your kids in a diverse area, that really kind of sets the tone to the standard that they can expect. So I think when they get older, when they become part of the workforce, I think it's important for them to advocate for wanting to be a part of a workplace that's more representative of this country as a whole. So, you know, I, you know, not necessarily being like, oh, how many white people are here? Oh, there's too many black people that work here. Oh, there's too many Latinos that work here, Asian, you know, what have you. Um, but, but definitely I think it, it, I think it's just a really great thing to to be in a diverse area and not something that's oversaturated, you know, 
Um, I'm not to say there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with any particular, uh, you know, racial. <laughs> David looking at me like I like I normally talk reckless. Um, but no, there's nothing. I'm not in any way discouraging. I would never discourage my son to stop being around a specific, uh, uh, you know, demographic. But I think it's really important. Diversity uh, to me would be really important. So, like you said, I grew up in Portsmouth, right? Um, one of the poorest neighborhoods in Portsmouth, with the Fairwood Homes, Cannon Park. And uh, it was not diverse at all. Uh, we were still suffering from redlining. Mm. Even the schools that I went to. Um, Woodrow Wilson, one of the second best uh, schools in, in the world. Uh, I just want to put this out. I remember I didn't, I didn't even get a chance to go to the old Wilson. Um, I went to Wilson when they when it turned from Manor. And Manor was 94% white. Oh. Uh, Hmm. So there were maybe, white people in Portsmouth. I know for you new millennials that may be listening to the show that <laughs> that know about Virginia. Yeah, there were there, there, there were tons of them. <laughs> they, they, had, they had their own schools. Right. And we were not a part of them uh, until they uh, kind of relaxed the red line zones. And uh, a lot of them stormed the Capitol a couple months ago. Uh, not just stormed the Capitol, Jason. I don't know if you remember or not, but uh, my class, uh, our, our class, class of 98, uh, there was a race riot at our school. I remember that. Fun times. Uh, yeah, no, not at all. Um, I was there. I was like, wow. it. it was not fun at all. Yeah. Uh, but um, when I when I left, I, I currently live in Mission Valley in San Diego. Uh, there are not a lot of black people here at all. Oh wow, I've been there. <laughs> yeah, I just I just purchased a home in Temecula. Again, not a lot of black people there at all. But what I've done is they have uh, cultural arts centers and stuff like that throughout um, the city. So they do. Uh, one of them was like foods of different cultures, right? So we went out to Balboa Park and I you know, took my son around and he got to try Ethiopian food. You know, we go to Thai <laughs> restaurants and things like that. Because I think the easiest way to introduce kids to different cultures is first off through food, right? Mm. And then they, mm -hmm. they see the people and they, they, you know, they understand that, okay, they eat different. And then you sit down and let them, uh, let them learn. And my son currently goes to a Mandarin immersion school. So he's learning Mandarin. Um, 80% of his day is Mandarin. I have no clue what the hell his teachers are talking about. Uh, <laughs> I just, you know, I just know the kid knows stuff, right? And, and that's it. Um, I think that diversity is important. Uh, representation is important as well. Um, like you say, with the workforce and, and being able to see people succeed and, and, and just do different things. I think that's, that's huge um, because it shows children that, you know, they can, you know, there's people who look like me who can do this so I can do it too. Um, but if you live in the area, Jason, like you and I currently live in, um, you have to kind of go out of your way to include them into um, just just showing them different things, right? Uh, one one big thing: vacations, traveling, man. Um, take take them different places. Um, let them let them like. And, and when when we go places, I don't I don't stay in a resort, right? I'll rent an apartment or or a house in, in the city. So they get to play with the neighborhood children and they get to do things out. Like one of the, one of my favorite things that I did, uh, I took the kids to uh, Jamaica and we rented a house in Montego Bay. And instead of going to the resort beaches, we went to the local beaches, right? They saw kids who had to bathe in, in the ocean, right? Mm -hmm. And it was like, dang, dad, that's, that's, that's different, right? But they had a blast playing with those children, right? And just introducing them to different things, right? Um, it's, it's, it's on us. We we have to take that onus, um, especially if we don't live in areas where it, they're going to get it in school or they're going to get it um, on a day to day. We, we, you have to make a point 
to make sure that they understand there are people who don't look like us, who don't talk like us. And, you know, you need to to learn, be be respectful, be mindful, um, because just because, you know, they don't think like you or they, you know, they don't look like you doesn't mean that you guys don't have a lot of common. The similarities like through each culture. Um, so you just you just go out of your way, man, and, and just try to make, you know, this generation that we're raising better so that hopefully eventually, you know, they won't have to deal with a lot of the nonsense we did, you know. I mean, yeah, it that only makes sense, right? At least, at least to me, that everything you just said makes sense, and unfortunately, that that does that doesn't seem to be the case for for a lot of people. But, um, <laughs> but, um, but like just going going on that, I, I grew up in D.C. I grew up in Columbia Heights, mainly, you know, a lot of Span Hispanic, a lot of uh, you know, just Dominicans, and uh, and a lot of uh, you know, black black people as well. I went to, you know, um, a major, you know, a major. Well, I was D.C. public school for a little bit. So, I, you know, I, I had a bunch of black friends. I had a bunch of Hispanic friends. And, and then it wasn't until I moved up to Hyattsville, Maryland, and that, that, you know, more more Latino people, more things like that. And But I ended up going to a private school. And in private schools, that's where you start to, you know, feel a little bit different because that diversity now is is all kind of shifted to one one demographic. Right. Um, but that that was all part of like how I grew up, like that helped me grow into being who I am, because now I got to witness people from different colors, different cultures, things like that. And I got to see the difference of how, you know, we're the same. And at the same time, we're not the same. You know, there, there's things that we do differently and they do differently and so on and so forth. But that that going back to what that's saying, like diversity in the neighborhood is huge for me. Like uh, when, when we decided to move um, from Silver Spring and, uh, you know, we moved up to the to the Gaithersburg area. That was that was like a number one thing for me. You know, it needs to be diverse. You know, Silver Spring is one of the most diverse cities in, in the country. And, and Gaithersburg is not that far behind it as far as the country is concerned. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, they, it was it was very important to me. Like, you know, Jamal was talking about, you know, how there's there's a, a language emerging for for his kids in, in school. Well, this, my elementary school is like Kara's about to go to school, you know, kindergarten. That school Spanish immersion. Oh, wow. Yeah. And that, you know, that that also played another part. It's, you know, we live in a like my neighborhood is predominantly Asian and Indian. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we were like one of the first like real Latino people like we you know speak Spanish all the time because I think there's like another Latino community in there, but they barely even speak Spanish type thing. So oh, I mean, yeah. I'm not even going to like, yeah, but it doesn't matter. So it's mostly Indian, mostly Asians. And, um, you know, and we're totally fine with that. You know, what I mean, as long as we show them that we're fine, they're, you know, they're just. They're just neighbors, right? Mm-hmm. These these people are are good people, and and it doesn't, you know, if they they invite us over for dinner, we'll go and eat, and, and vice versa. Uh, you know, obviously with COVID, it kind of made it different, you know, yeah. difficult. Mm-hmm. But you know, we see we see them walking around, they see us walking around, and we you know we converse and things like that, and we can't wait to be a part, more part of that community once you know everything starts lifting here and here and there. But the idea that it's not, I I feel like it's not enough just for the community though, because if you I mean, look at pop culture, look at, you know, TV, look at music. Um, it all kinds of certain, it kind of leans one way, right? You know what I mean? Like TV is very diverse. Like they kind of focus is diverse. They make it known that, you know, they try to, they try to have like equal opportunity, right? So that you want to see like a show, even cartoons nowadays. Like I remember back then in the cartoons, like, yo, there wasn't that many like black or any color, color, colored characters right <laughs> color, color, no characters. colored so, characters correct um and, except and, for captain but, planet yeah but that's the yeah. thing is like now now like anywhere you turn man that's you starting to see that a lot yeah. more and 
And if you kind of put that into perspective of like just what's going on in our country, period, um, and, and just being in the military, being able to see the differences. I mean, I lived all over the place, being, you know, in the, in the years that I spent there, lived in North Carolina, lived in Alabama, lived in Florida, lived in, you know, San Diego, California. I lived all over the place and people are different everywhere. You know, it's just it's just how it is. So I want my kids to know that, too. I want them to know what it is so that way they know when they're facing it alone, you know, how to act, how to be, you know, how to behave, how, how, what they, what they will see you as and mm. what you will see them as and, and how can we respect each other and how can, you know, how can we just all live? You know what I mean? Like just live and let live, you know? So I don't know. I think that that just goes a far, a long way with, with eliminating the, the, the hate and, and, and being uncomfortable with something that you're not, you know, that's not like you. Um, Cause I think that's a big part of like, you know, you go, towards the middle America that, you know, that, that, that's kind of, you know, they, it's less like that. Like one of my best friends, um, you know, he's in the military and he's from Michigan, you know what I mean? Like, so he lived differently. He was raised differently, but you know, we were in the, we were in the Marine Corps together, man. And, and, you know, just, it just aligned that way. And, and he understands me and I understand him. And I think that's part of the reason why is because, you know, we were able to see the differences and, and we, we accept each other for, for what it is. The military will reshape your views, man. Absolutely. If you had, <laughs> if you had so what views about things, man, uh, it, you going to the military will, will change things up. I, was, <laughs> but I lived in Alabama as well. Right. And that was one of the worst places I ever lived in my life. <laughs> it sounds yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Down. No comment. No comment. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm a comment. Fuck that. Um, I love you. <laughs> but I, I lived in uh, when I was stationed in Kansas, man. We before each deployment or whatever, when we had long weekends, we would go and visit each other's hometowns, right? Because you, you know, I mean, you never know what's gonna happen, right? So it was uh, this, this dude I served with, um, Charles Shores, one of the dopest dudes I ever met in my life, hands down. But he was from small town Missouri, right? So when we were supposed to go to his hometown. Like uh, he he called his his parents on the phone. I was like, hey, you know, we're coming. And they straight was like, yo, you better not bring no N words to this house. Straight wow. like that. So wow. like, yeah, Middle America is different, man. It 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 is different. But but like you said, man, like it's learning how to live with each other, live and let live, man. That's that's big. That's really important. Well, you know, kind of speaking about diversity, um, I've been around a few folks, right? And I know that different communities, discipline, different social economic, that was the word I was looking for earlier. That's the nice word for saying broke. Social economical, people, they they discipline their kids a a little bit differently. Um, So I sort of wanted to sort of end on that. Because it's something that I have definitely talked to to Jamal a few times about, and that's just just um, discipline. Now, I, I wasn't uh, spanked really as a as a kid, um, but ninety eight percent of my friends were were spanked. You know, and from from spanking to whips to you know the switch outside <clears throat> to you know ruler to a belt you know what i'm saying like that was the more popular one um so a yeah, lot put of, through a table <laughs> put through a table <laughs> power bombed i don't know um that sounds like abuse um but um but you know everybody grew up differently right so i i really try try not to judge now now that i'm a father sort of going into this fatherhood thing i had an inkling of what 
type of disciplinarian I would be that totally changed because <laughs> I'm, I'm more of the discipline side. Um, I'm, the, I'm the more strict one when it comes to certain things. But, you know, that's so, so disciplining my child. When I say discipline, spanking, I, I don't beat my kids, but, you know, that's something I, I've definitely done with, with some of my kids. What do you guys think about disciplining and you know, it's importance in, in child rearing and, and, you know, just as, as a two, I, I think I've talked about this before. I personally think that spanking is a part of the toolkit, right? That's the last tool I want to use. Cause before that, I'm going to try talking to you. I'm going to try to talk aggressively to you. Um, you know what I'm saying? Give, give you that dad voice, mm-hmm. you know, that usually works a lot of times. You know, sometimes I'm going to put you on timeout. And with with some of my kids, I've had to actually spank them. But, you know, some parents are like, no, that's that's abuse that harms a child that teaches them that that, um, you know, physical altercation gets you something that you want, especially if you spank girls. It tells them that you're showing them love through, you know, there's a lot of different um, thoughts on disciplining your kids, physically disciplining them. So kind of wanted to go around the table. To, to see where you guys think. I, I want to hit lead off on this as All the right. person with the absolute least experience. In this. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, I hope you don't spank your kid. He's, he's five months. Heck, I'm going to no. report you. Well, he's, he's, he's teething. I haven't thought about it, but you know, <laughs> y'all are putting ideas in my head. No, I'm just kidding. But um, I think, you know, the, the word discipline, and this is not me, you know, wanting to not use the word or the buzzword of discipline or whatever, but I think discipline has such a, a negative connotation. Like we hear discipline and you think, oh yeah, he went upside my kid, you know, he went upside my kid's head and whatever. But I mean, I, I think of it more of as like a correction. Like what are we doing to correct the behaviors of our kids? Thinking of it that way, then I think we can ha- have more of a, um, I know that I will make a conscious effort to try to reframe things, you know, like how do you discipline your child? It's like, well, no, how do you, how do you correct your child? Because they're kids, they're going to figure it, they they're, they're in the process of learning. Everything they do, they're learning more and more and more. But they have to be told sometimes that what they're doing is not the right thing to do. And so we have to, you know, correct it sometimes. And I, I, um, I didn't grow up being physically disciplined. Um, I mean, there, there were times here and there, but I mean, I was an angel. So, I mean, come on. Man, y'all are lucky. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, like yeah, so that's, that, that's, that's something. <laughs> about being an angel, not being disciplined. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but that, that's something I, I will keep an eye on and, and really try to, to change what it means to, to uh, correct uh, the child's behavior. Although they'll never admit, but I got my ass whooped. <laughs> like just, Dominican style or like <laughs> Yes, like Dominican style. Like what it is was Dominican there style? was like an appointment. Oh, this kind of thing. Like, was, I'm gonna like, beat your ass at five o'clock. I mean, it's three o'clock, time for your ass whooping. <laughs> I, I, I ain't even do anything, Dad. Like But yeah, but you're going to but you, but you know you're going to, right? Yeah. You got an appointment. You're going to. You. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was pretty bad. I got my ass whooped. You ask my mom today, she'd be like, I never laid a hand on you. I'm like, lies. <laughs> lies. I can say, uh, I had my, my, my oldest son, man. I was just turning 19 when he was born. Um, and I, I didn't know any better, right? Um, all I knew was what I, how I grew up, right? And, and I grew up getting spankings, you know? I, no, I didn't grow up. I grew up, I grew up getting my ass whooped. Like I said, I, I, I got fucked up, right? Mm. Um, so I spanked him, but I haven't spanked any of my other children. 
Um, and, I, and I sat with my oldest son and I, and I apologized to him for not knowing any other way to correct his behavior. Um, as I've gotten older, as I've grown, um, I've learned that the dad voice does work a lot, especially with your daughters, right? The girls, they when they think daddy's upset or disappointed with them, and you give them that dad voice and that, that look, it's some about that they break down and they correct their behavior almost immediately, mm-hmm. right? Um, with my other two sons, you know, they they do still try to test the waters a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, 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 I don't, you know, a pop, you know, a, a quick pop and done but again that's the last last yeah. resort type deal um with with fat man fat man to tell y'all man he he go he he works out now i got a little gym in the house and he'll go <laughs> he'll he'll come in the room and like he'll get the weighted jump rope and he'll he'll jump rope and he'll like you know try to lift the weights and stuff like that because when he does something wrong i'll give him like a full water bottle right a gallon water bottle and make him squat down and hold a water bottle out in front of him. You know? Oh, wow, yeah. That's that military just, shit right there. <laughs> <laughs> he just took me back to boot camp. <laughs> you know, flashbacks. <laughs> yo, and, and just sit down there. And while he's doing that, I talk to him and let him know, hey, you know why you're doing this, right? And he's sitting there crying, yes, sir, I'm sorry. I won't, I'll clean my room. I won't throw stuff. I won't leave, you know, Cheerios under my bed no more. Like just, just <laughs> whatever it was, right? But he he learns, right? So because he's getting stronger with that, you know, I have to kind of step it up, step up the weights or whatever the case may be, because I don't want to have to put my hands on my children. I feel like um, the, way I, the way I did it with my oldest son and, you know, Dante, if you listen to this, daddy apologizes again, man. Like seriously, um, because it, I, I think that there's other ways, like you say, you want to correct the behavior outside of the, the physical discipline. I think that should always be um, a last resort. Um, my daughters, my thing with them was I didn't want to hit them because I don't want them to feel like it's okay for a man that they love to put their yeah. hands on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, that's that's absolutely never, right. That's that's never okay. You know, because if, if one of my daughters called me and tell it's it's a wrap, y'all gonna just put some money on my books. It's gonna be yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. um, I got you, man. Uh, you know, so <laughs> Jamal went straight to jail. He's like, I, nah, <laughs> no, I mean, I'm, I'm just going to jail. I'm just telling you. Let me save you, officers. Let me save you, officers. You know what I'm saying? Um, but there's other ways to do it, man. And you know, each each child is going to be different. So, you know, depending on you know the child's personality and and what they like and what they dislike, you know, you you correct the behavior based off of that, and and you, you go there. Uh, I think that we got we rely in, in our community we rely too much on spankings because that's what was kind of handed down to us. You know, the way to get somebody in line was to put your hands on, them. Yeah. and that's not that's not necessarily the, the the only way to do. it. And sometimes I I think that and I have no basis of you know like research or or anything about this, but this is just strictly my opinion. But sometimes I think that the you know the the more you know, severe, like I'm a spank you, I'm gonna beat your ass. You know, that that's that stems from like slavery. It's just like, well, you know, that is how you know we were disciplined. And so, you know, you wouldn't be disciplined in that way and be embarrassed. And you know, like the parents would maybe discipline their kids so they wouldn't have to be disciplined, you know, to you know, disciplined in that way. And that tradition maybe 
um, was carried down and just inherited and just inherited. And it was, it became a cultural thing. It's like, well, you know, I'm going to make sure you're good here in the household. So when you go out on the streets, you're not acting quote unquote, a fool and you are in the you know quote unquote white man system. You're not in the system. So I'm going to train you here. So I think, you know, that's kind of how I ration it, you know, because it's just like, well, you know, you don't think that way. You think, well, you know, people are just cruel. I, I don't. I think it just came from a place of protection. It came from a. It sounds weird, but it, it came from initially from a place of love. But I think it just morphed into something weird, mm-hmm. you know, over over the years. And then we didn't really need. We, you know, some would argue we never needed that. But then others were like, well, yeah, we needed that. We needed to police our sales, our kids. But that tradition was carried over. And it became a thing where it's it's obsolete, but parents are still using that because they their mom, you know, the, the their or their dad, like the person that they respect, their grandma, their, their grandparent. That's what they taught them what to do. Like this is yeah. how, you, if you don't do this, your kid is going to be like X. They're you're going to fail as a parent. So you know, on one hand, I I don't agree with with that. Like I, I definitely I spank my kids when they were younger, but once, you know, Jeremiah got over a certain age, I don't, you know, other things are more effective, like punishing him, taking his internet access. Now there are times that he tries me Mm -hmm. and, you know, I'm not going to lie and say, you know, I don't, you know, I have to get sort of physical with him, but, you know, it's, you know, and, and, and Jamal and I talked about this one time, um, just, raising a kid that's not biologically yours mm-hmm. you know I was, you know at, at when i first became a father to jeremiah i was torn i was just like well you know how do i run this like if this if this if he came from my loins <laughs> <laughs> huh? i you know i would but i was just like this is you know at, at the time i felt you know like well this yes this is my kid but it's biologically so you know i really had to struggle with that and i think it was either you or, or my or my buddy mike was like you, know, you you really gotta treat this thing like you gotta it's it, it's either all in or nothing you know you have to really raise your son like he is absolutely by bi- everything is yours right and once i understand you know once i kind of like agree with that i was like yeah okay all right I'm gonna beat your ass now. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> you know, but um, you know, once once I sort of adopted that mentality, I was like, yeah, I have to, you know, I can't short. I I would be shortchanging him if I treated him differently than I treated my girls. But with that said, the, all your kids are uh, Jamal touching this. All your kids are different. Mm-hmm. My middle child never, hardly ever spanked her. I think I spanked her once and I think I cried. So I can't, I can't, I can't like, no, not if you're not like beat, like a little spank with, we have this like little mallet that barely hurts. You know, you said a mallet. Yeah. It's like a spatula. Basically it's like a, a, like a mallet. Like I'm hammered. <laughs> it's a plastic spatula. And you know, we, it, it's the thing that we do that mm. we use to, to spank our kids and it does not hurt. Really? Oh, so it's more symbolic. It's more symbolic. I got you. Okay. <laughs> so they, they see that. They're like, oh, oh, oh God. No, you know, but it's just, yeah, it doesn't even hurt. But I hardly, now the, the, the thug of the family, the smallest one, hmm. I don't know. Y'all, y'all have to pray for her. She's just, <laughs> uh, she's just so, she's so cute. 
but so bad sometimes. She just has written all over the walls. And I remember one time oh, she got man. into all this ink and her hands were like covered like a smurf. Mm. And I, I had to, it, it, she's just really bad. So uh, your kids are all different. Like certain, right. certain kids need certain correction. I don't want to use discipline, but correction and, and others don't. So, but it's, it's rough. No, I mean, and this kind of ties into like every point that we've hit like so far, right? It's just, you know, how do you treat boys versus girls? You know, how do you discipline them? How, you know, how do you tell them what's, what's safe, what's not safe? And and just, I can't speak to the science on why we got our asses whooped, (laughs) but, but basically what I'm saying is that I know how I was raised. Right. And, you know, growing up, you're always like, man, I'm a, I'm a, you know, do things differently. Right. Right. Because, you know, there's some things you agree with and some, you, you know, some things you don't. And um, on that note, just I do feel myself getting angry with them for, you know, and they're, they're young. I mean, four, two and, you know, months. But now it's just one turning three, yeah. five, so on and so forth. Yeah. But the thing is that they're childs. First, first of all, I got I have to make sure I remember that on top of my head. Like, am I, am I really getting this upset, like really angry about something that they may not even comprehend? Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know right. so while I, I do my best to refrain, like I'm guilty of slapping them on their hands or slapping them on the, you know, on the, on the butts and things like that. But um, I, the, that's not my go-to, right? That's not my go-to. I'm, I'm all about that emotional warfare. Uh, that that's, <laughs> that's the main one, man. And, and, you know, and sometimes, you know, my wife tells me that I overdo it sometimes and, and, mm-hmm. but it gets results, right? Like, you know, she complains about how they just tune her out anytime. My wife does the same thing. Any, anytime. Like, they just listen to you. I'm like, Yes. Yeah. And, and I, my, my yes means yes. And my no means no. And that's the and thing is, yeah, and she'll be like, no, you can't have this to eat. And then they ask like uh-huh. 10 times 10 later times. and she gives them like, no, yeah. man, no means no. But out like for, for my oldest, because this is really one that's only like relatable to a lot of these topics is, you know, she there's things that she really loves. Right. She mm-hmm. really loves some things. And I take those things away mm-hmm. just to make a point. And she gets it. Like she loves books. She'll read, you know, she, oh, I, she wants me to read books yeah. to her. I'll read books. That's our thing that we have at night. And, and, she, and I warn her throughout the day, if something about her behavior, I don't like, um, I'll let her know, Hey, you are really close one last time. And I'm taking your book mm-hmm. away. She almost loses her, you know, loses her shit. And I didn't even take it away yet. Yeah. So, but and, that, and that's <laughs> the thing the thought is of losing it, just the thought of losing it <laughs> just gets her in her feels. Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, in, in times where I'm not home or even, times when i'm just like preoccupied doing something else i can hear my wife you know fussing with the, you know like wow well, you're just yelling off the top of her voice mm-hmm. and then the moment she like results to oh i'm gonna go tell daddy dead silence <laughs> that's it just dead silence like that's all she gotta say i'm just gonna all i hear is yeah my daughter's like no don't tell him don't tell him like i'm not even gonna do anything to you just yeah. take away your book yeah. <laughs> but yeah that's that's Give you that dad voice like, but you know it. things <laughs> things change like i can't i can't speak to like adolescent stages i can't speak to you know the the, the where they are reaching adulthood because i'm sure the game changes at that point but um yeah no like for me that that's my go-to and i feel like it's very effective uh, without you know being scarring them and without being completely uh i guess scary for them for the most part like i don't want them to 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 be afraid of me i want them to fear me but not like be afraid of me that's a, so yeah, wow. so there's a key difference yeah know? i want them to like i tr- they tremble I, at me i want I, them I, to I, understand that yeah. there are consequences for right. their actions so yeah yeah uh jamal last word Look, man, like I said, I appreciate y'all having me up here, man. This is a good conversation. For Julian, hey, look, man, it's going to it's gonna be some days where you're going to just, you know, sit down there, you're going to pull them curls out, man. This is... 
they gonna, they're gonna, <laughs> working on it. Yeah, especially the boys, man. They're gonna they're gonna find a way to test you every every way they possibly can. Yes, Lord. Anything that you've ever done or thought about doing, your son's gonna do. He's yeah. gonna do it. And you, know, and you were nasty. So, I mean, just just imagine when you get, <laughs> when your kid gets older. Oh, no, nah, man. We will all reciprocate. We're about to go upstairs and read scripture real quick, man. Oh. We, we, right. It don't matter. <laughs> what do you mean? Find a way to justify what he was doing through scripture. Right. Yeah. Hey, well, then they, they, you can make a living out of that, man. <laughs> you can definitely nah. make a living out of that, man. No, nah, man. But um, I think it's really important, man. You know, it's, it's great to see, you know, other fathers, you know, that's involved in their children's lives and, you know, this this is how we break, you know, those those generational curses black yeah. and those those generational curses. Most definitely, yeah. This this is how we do it, you know, being able to come down, sit together, talk, discuss. Like me and Jason, we we talk on a regular basis about just whatever, you know. Um, because I know you guys don't know, but my my nine-year-old, he biologically isn't mine. Um, mm-hmm. I adopted him, he's my ex-wife's son, but I adopted him because his dad is absent, you know. So um we just we we have to 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 put ourselves out there and to be those pillars of the community because we're the ones they're looking up to. Like we sit down now when we see these knuckleheads running wild in the streets and doing whatever, right? And they have no respect for their elders, no respect for themselves. Real time. Um, it's because people were absent in their lives. They didn't have that that paternal figure, you know, to 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 drill certain points home. And that's for the males and the female. What, Men and women, boys and girls. Don't get canceled. Don't get canceled. We just really have to to learn how to sympathize and empathize with the children, talk to them, and and just be able to to, to listen. Um, I think that's that's our, our biggest biggest tool that we have. Listen to the children, learn them, and 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 take it from there. You know, uh, make sure they know that they're loved, they're appreciated, and uh, that they have that support that they need. Because, uh, I mean, think about how many things that you wouldn't have done if you felt you had a different support system or the things that you would have done if you had a different support system. Um, we, we really have to we, we have to be those pillars, man, because without us, the community falls apart. You see what's been going on. You see what's happening. You see how they treat us. Right. Oh, yeah. We need to be able to police our own and, and do our own thing so that um, we, we can build. I mean, this is how we do it. And this is how we start. Mm. You know, the conversations were started. And then after the conversations come actions. Thanks for listening to Blacklight. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Blacklight Pod. That's Black L I T E Pod. If you have a topic, idea, or feedback you'd like to share with us, you can hit us up at blacklightpodcast at gmail.com.